Hi, Reed. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Dad? I'm fine. Great. Great. Okay. <laughs> so I've had this idea. Yeah. Uh, our last podcast was number 21, and I've always numbered them. Uh-huh. And I wonder if we should just stop numbering them. Okay. What do you think of that? Like, should this one, when people see this, will it have a 22 in front of it? Or will it just be the title of the podcast? Uh, well, is the podcast title going to be good? What would you like it to be? I don't know. <laughs> Music review two. Music review two. All right, <laughs> it's done. So we haven't thought about that. Good name, this though. is how this is how podcasts get done. Okay. I thought you were doing some kind of thing of being like, oh, I had this idea of this podcast, and I would pretend that it I hadn't heard it before, and that kind of stuff that they do on podcasts, but. Uh, no, no, there was nothing clever about that. <laughs> just that was an idea. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to make sure this is a big announcement. Uh huh. Um, nice glasses, by the way. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Our podcast listeners know all about my glasses. Do they? I don't, <laughs> well, they can hear how I. Oh, can hear the glasses. Can now see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just got new glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. What were you saying? Um, <laughs> oh, big news. Yeah. Our podcast on Spotify uh-huh. is the best it can possibly be. It's number one in the world. What world? The whole world. Okay. So it's Out tied. <laughs> it's tied for first. It's a five star podcast on Spotify. Oh, well, that's cute. So, and you can't do any better than five stars. Yeah. Which also means that not that you have to have had so many people actually rate it to get the rating. How many people requires a rating? I don't know, but it was more than just me. At least two. I think it was multiple. Like, like maybe, maybe not quite double digits, but many maybe digits, five. Maybe, maybe. And they all rated this as a five-star podcast. Wow, we're not even a four-point something. Well, okay, now that we're saying that, some... <laughs> Someone's going to go and rate it. A-hole is going to like... One star. Yeah. Thanks I think a lot. I, you know, I haven't rated the podcast yet, but maybe I should go and rate okay, it one yeah. star. Give it a... <laughs> It'd be funny. Or give it a... Th- it's So, I think the thing to do is to rate it a three. That oh. would be a real jerk move. 3.2 or something. Yeah. And you say like, mm, I've heard better. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd celebrate that. Yeah, that's a good one. Welcome to our five-star podcast. <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce the episode? Um, sure. So we kind of teased this couple episodes. Um, right. I forgot. Everyone knows. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're doing another music review, but instead of doing cover comparisons, uh, we are doing another kind of rating our, not necessarily the best music, but our most, our notable musics. Yeah. Um, Our our picks and why we picked for these categories. Yeah. So we came up with. Five kind of loose categories. Yeah. Um, and each pick songs. Yeah. 
starting with, well, we'll, we'll reveal, but we, we just went out with a bang and said, the first category is <laughs> a notably great song. Yeah. So not necessarily the best song ever, but it should be. Yeah. But it's really hard to pick a best song. Right. So even just saying, Oh, what's a good song that you liked? I was like, Oh, I like a lot of songs. Yeah. So this was tough. So, but I have a, I have a go-to and I volunteered to go first. Yeah. Go for it. So my, uh, best song, sometimes I refer to this as the greatest song in all of humanity in the history of humanity. Yeah. Uh, this and is, you've talked about it. I have. So it's not like it's a surprise. Um, uh, but my pick of a great song is Scenes from an Italian Restaurant by Billy Joel. I'll give you a quick sample. Actually, this whole episode is an excuse for me to play with the soundboard. Yeah, there's toys. That's, that's really why we're doing it. Okay. There's lots of lights. So so I'll, I'll play a snippet and then I'll explain why. Okay. the show for the rest of their lives. Couldn't go back to the greasers. Best they could do was pick up their pieces. We always knew they would both find a way to get by. Oh, and that's all I heard about Brenda Renee. Can't tell you more because I told you already. And here we are with Brenda Renee to get by. Fast forward it to the end. It's a lot more like that. Here's the end. Okay, that's a bad spot. Here's here's the real end. Oops, this is a disaster. <laughs> there we go. That's what I meant. Nice. I'll meet you anytime you want in our Italian restaurant. That's how it ends. Nice. I don't want to violate cra- uh, copyright by having too many, too much of the song play. Well, I think if you're complimenting Billy Joel, maybe he'll be okay with it. Yeah, um, but but they'd also his, uh, I don't know, Sony or someone would like charge us royalties or something. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Um, you want to know why I think that's the greatest song of all the history of humanity? Shoot. Um, so I just think it's an epic song it's not even it's not even close to the most popular song on that album which was deemed by rory kent as the perfect album 1977 <laughs> the stranger the stranger um good album it is it is it is a fantastic album uh but i have this fond memory of this song i was sitting in the back seat of like a 1974 dotson two-door with my friend and his older sister and her friend were mm-hmm. big Billy Joel fans. And they like uh, exposed me to like these deep cuts of Billy Joel. <laughs> and, uh, and this was like when I was a freshman in high school and this was one of those songs wow. and it, it changed my world. Wow. Yeah. Also he rhymes greasers with pieces, which I think is a That's terribly not really wonderful a rhyme. <laughs> It's rhyme-ish. Yeah, that's a slant rhyme. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. <laughs> and then that's it has all time. these different... Uh, 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 shoot, parts of the song. Mm-hmm. Like it it transitions from like the, the yeah. scenes in the Italian restaurant to like this reminiscing, like some kind of reunion, and then this like story about Brenda and Eddie, which is a whole other song. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember when we saw him in concert, there was like he had this one guy like singing, I don't know, Italian opera or something. Just cause. I totally forgot about that. And then we were just like sitting there in like this football stadium and you leaned over to me and you said, it's going to be the Italian restaurant song. And I was like, okay. And then, cause I forgot the name of all of his songs or something. Sure. And then he started singing it after that. I was like, oh yeah, I know that song. Was that, I forgot about that, but was that guy the roadie, one of the roadies? Maybe. Didn't he have like a roadie come up and do like this? I don't know if he was a roadie or if he was like part of the stage incognito team. as a oh. roadie. Oh. But he Maybe. wasn't part of the band. Like he wasn't up there all the time. Right, right. That was really good. I was I was not sure if we should go see Billy Joel like in the modern day cuz mm-hmm. cuz he's I mean I'm past my prime too. So so it's not I'm not I don't mean this as a diss, but he's past his prime as like a vocalist, but yeah, well, he's really, in his really 60s. Show. And it was like, a, he was singing the entire time for like yeah. three, four hours or something. A fantastic performer. So that's my that's my great pick so that everyone should listen to Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Yeah. On the 1977 you, album, The Stranger. If you've somehow missed it. It's not a popular song. It's strangely it? unpopular, I think. Oh. Yeah. But it's like inspired by like the Beatles and stuff like that. I think. I, I think. Yeah, a lot of his work is inspired by the Beatles and and in different classic songwriting. But yeah, the song Vienna uh-huh. wasn't particularly. I don't think it's top the charts. But now I think it's the most pop, most listened to song in that album. Oh. Even though it wasn't originally a big hit. Yeah, I remember like. My freshman year of college, I think Emma's friend like like started liking Vienna or something okay. like that, and she got into it. And she was like, "Have you heard this song?" And I was like, "Yeah, duh, yeah, I've heard that song." Yeah, <laughs> so that was just kind but of it fun used to be like a deep cut. Yeah, I didn't realize it wasn't like the most popular song. Not at all, because you would sing it a lot. Mm, yeah, well, or I might have play had it a hard or something. Sing it, yeah. I like that intro, Mm -hmm. but that's not on the list, which people can see on our Spotify playlist on the webpage. Yeah. Once we post this. Mouthsounds.org or something. I think it's .org. .org. I think so too. Well, we'll have to get that domain too if we don't have it already. If you go to mouthsounds.org and it doesn't exist or look like our thing, then (laughs) go to a different website. Yeah, go to a different mouth sound. (laughs) All right, so there's my pick for a great song that everyone should listen to. Uh, yeah. What's yours? Um, my song is King of Anything by Sarah Bareilles. Um, I guess we can just play it. Okay. So. If it works. So here we go. That's the intro. You want to cue it up at here. Yeah, well, it's all good.
That's good. Yeah, that's like the chorus. There's a lot of really good lyrics in there too, but I don't know yeah. which one to pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's catchy. Mm-hmm. How did you pick that one? Um, well, that's kind of been a go-to song for me in the past couple years. Um, well, I got into it my end of my sophomore year of college um, because I was taking a class on the Supreme Court and um, I was writing a paper. Well, Justice Samuel Alito's um, opinion on the Jackson's Women's Health Organization versus Dobbs uh, just got leaked, which then ended up resulting in Roe v. Wade getting overturned. And, And so my class, our final project got like totally changed because that was totally a brand new thing. Like opinions have never been leaked before. Uh-huh. And so my professor was just like, okay, now you're all going to read this um, opinion. Um, the leaked opinion. The leaked opinion. It supposed to be read. Yeah. Cool. Because like somehow it's, you know, got out into the world and everyone was talking about it. He was like, now you guys know how to read Supreme Court decisions. So read this and write a essay about it. And so I had to read the 60-page document of Samuel Alito being, you know, annoying. <laughs> um, and while I was write, like taking notes on it and I was just listening to music and that song came on. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, this is a very poignant song for right now. Yeah. Um, and then so that felt really cool and poignant. And then you know, since then every other like decision, uh, well, not necessarily court decision, but like political stuff that where people are kind of explaining how things should be, um, to when they themselves don't actually know the issue and are just kind of mansplaining it all. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so it just feels very poignant. To yeah. that stuff with like access to healthcare for trans kids and yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, just if I'm angry at stuff. It's a good angry song. Yeah. But also yeah. still an empowering song. Yeah. And, and it starts with drinking coffee. So yeah, I like the, I like the, the rhythm of it and the, mm-hmm. that, that piano riff. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, you know, the, the diva vocalist, Karen of her band. Yeah. Not Karen, your mother, but, uh, I'm aware. she was, <laughs> she's, uh, had this concept of covering that song, but in a bluesy minor key, mm. we were trying to work it out. I don't know if it'll work. Cause it's like, there's something ironic about how kind of poppy crisp it is. And if we make it bluesy, it will be less ironic maybe yeah i don't know if it's irony or if it's just kind of her being like i know my worth and you're not (laughs) worth Mm -hmm. my time so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go find joy elsewhere yeah all right good case nice but uh your computer thinks it's bedtime yeah well (laughs) it is (laughs) 
Technically. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> it's bedtime for some people. We got to finish this podcast quickly before uh, my so medication you can go to kicks bed. in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you're up next. Our next category is uh, a childhood favorite or childhood associated song. Yeah. Um, so I chose the song Raisins by the Bare Naked Ladies on their Snack Time album. Um, which is like the album we listen to, I don't know, maybe more than any other kid's album growing up. Um, and it's just kind of goofy and fun and, um, yeah. Um, so then this song was like on my sixth birthday CD and stuff like that. That And then excellent CD. That was a good CD. Um, but this song is like looking back on it. It's really, it's quite good lyrically. Yeah. And like, it's basically just a bunch of word associations. You want me to, I've cued it up. Oh yeah. You, you can play it. Okay. I was waiting for it. To- yeah. I figured out how to get it to the right spot without playing it during the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I just figured that out. <laughs> Raisins come from grapes. People come from apes. I come from Canada. I came in from place in a non-existent race to rebuild the Parthenon. The Parthenon's in Greece, or was it in Greece too? I can't keep my movie straight. <laughs> when I make mistakes, I use a lot of salt, cause salt makes mistakes taste great. I don't want to be a bother, but I think the phone's for you. That is an awesome song. Yeah. And it's like fun for kids because it's just kind of weird yeah, and funky. And then you get older and you're like, oh, that's still good music. That's still good music. Yeah. Yeah. So super clever. Yeah. Now I want to cover that song. Yeah. You should cover a lot of Bare Naked Ladies Snack Time. Yeah, it's a yeah. The Snack Time album is a classic album. Mm-hmm. We got that for uh, Ian when Eloise was born. Baby Marshall. Baby Marshall, as you refer to the the child who actually has a name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know now that he has a second baby. Baby Marshall too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to. We've got to think of another one. Anything else to say about Raisins and Bare Naked Ladies and the Snack Time CD? Um, go check it out. Yeah. Do you have anything to say on it? I, I, I'm so glad you brought it up because I think that is just a wonderful album. Mm-hmm. And um, I was even worried that it might not be still in print, but I'm really glad that you found it on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, we were... Um, I was road tripping with Anna my sister and uh, one of her friends. Um, and we were like, it was like a 12 hour drive or something. And uh, we needed music. And so like I had the album downloaded while we were going through the mountains. And then uh, it turned out Iris had never heard <gasps> snack time. So Iris. I hit play real quick. And so now she has heard it. So that's good. good. Mm-hmm. And did she like it? I think so. Okay. I don't know. It seems it's a hard album to 
dislike. I would judge Irish harsh. <laughs> even if she were indifferent to it. Yeah. Okay. You ready for my childhood pick? Yeah. I I think you know this one. Here it is. It doesn't need any introdu- introduction. He wants to play rhythm guitar behind Jesus. Everybody wants to be the lead singer in the band. A preacher I once talked to in Washington, D.C. He told me... Okay, I'll just pause it. it. It I queued it up kind of funny. It should have started, just to be clear, saying, nobody wants to play rhythm guitar behind Jesus. Everybody wants to be the lead singer in the band. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep, every once in a while, I flash back to this song. It's kind of like your King of Anything song. Uh-huh. Although it's not nearly so profound. <laughs> it's just when someone is like having to have their... They say, I yeah. flash back to this Oak Ridge Boys tune that I think is supposed to be like, you know, the 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 fire and brimstone kind of Christian gospel-y kind of country music that they started with. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I just associate it with just some random album that would play on my dad's record player, and also when someone is saying like, "Oh, listen to me," I think right. Mm, right. Nobody likes to play rhythm guitar behind Jesus. <laughs> Everybody wants to be the lead singer in the band. Yeah. No one's going to pay attention to rhythm guitarists behind Jesus. No, why should you? Also, it'd be such a kick-ass band to be in if you're playing <laughs> rhythm guitar behind Jesus. Was Jesus a good singer? I don't, I don't, we don't have a, he didn't have an album. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's like a, not even like a B-side or something. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but that would be a good band. Yeah. Hmm. Who would play drums? Who would play? Anyway. <laughs> I think that's a song that so few people know about, and I just crack up every time I think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have no reason to play it. It's not a particularly great song. It's just... A song that I yeah. just really have this really firm association with. Right. Yeah, and you couldn't skip songs on vinyl. Right. So you'd have to listen to it. Yeah. It's also like, and why wouldn't you? It's mm-hmm. on the same album as a song called The Baptism of Jesse Taylor. Am I supposed to know? No. But okay. That, that's my that's my recommendation. Go listen to okay. The Baptism of Jesse Taylor. <laughs> It's about like a guy who like was was drinking and womanizing, and then one mm. day he went to the river to get baptized, and now he's all better. Oh, I yeah. wish it was that simple. Yeah, it's better. It just- <laughs> <laughs> it fixed him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, next category. Okay, because <laughs> uh, we're interchanging. Um, this is. Uh, uh, Best cover or notable cover, cover, noteworthy cover. Yeah. Um, and I, oops, that's not it. It is it, but I meant to mute it. Oh, there we go. The button didn't work. Okay, so I, I gave too much away. 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Did I tell you we're a five-star podcast? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I should say we used to be a five-star <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay. So you now, could edit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the three-star review. They could edit. <laughs> um, okay. So this song, You're Still the One, originally done by Shania Twain. I always associate this title with a different song, I think, by Cool and the Gang. Mm. Um, but the Shania Twain song is a, <laughs> a, a, there's a cat meowing outside. I think the Shania Twain version, I'm sorry, is a terrible song. I don't know if I've even heard it. Good. Good. I pulled it up recently. It's terrible. <laughs> awful and so this band like lake street dive is an outstanding band and typically their lead singer rachel price is singing all their songs but this is sung by their keyboardist who's a recent addition to the band um i think his name is icky or aki Aki. super cool guy super mm-hmm. nerdy dungeons dragons kind of guy and cool. super good keyboard and he's singing on this cover of You're Still the One. On. Still together Still going strong You're still the one That I run to One that I belong to Okay, you get the... You get, mm-hmm. I think that keyboard is really cool. Yeah. And even though he's maybe the second best, maybe even the third best vocalist in that song, in that band, like you just, just mm-hmm. I just think that's such a cool cover. Well, it's just a good band. True. They've like, got a lot of good people. They don't do things poorly. Mm-hmm. It's a really good groove. So, uh, yeah, that's off of their, they have a cover album. Their first cover album was called Fun Machine. And this one is a more recent one called Fun Machine. The sequel. Mm, creative. Got, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got. Uh, Just like Baby Marshall 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Marshall, the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and see if Ian <laughs> listens to this ever again. Oh, does he listen? Uh, well, we can prompt him. We can see. Well, when our ratings maybe go he'll down email to us. four, <laughs> we'll know why. Um, on our playlist, I also put another cover song recommendation of a, a band that actually uh, Ian plays in. Mm-hmm. And you. Oh, right. That's, that's the band I'm in. <laughs> and Karen, who we've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And also Tim. And also who Tim. Who we haven't mentioned. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's worth mentioning. Actually, so if I just cue up this song, mm-hmm. like the leading thing is, is Tim. So we can, there's Tim's bass line right there. Now it's going to slide. Well, it didn't really slide, but that's just trans. Anyway. <laughs> and then Ian's drums come in. And uh-huh. Anyway, that's yeah. a cover of I Will Survive. And the thing it's I really love time. about that is that uh, that was recorded at a live um, interview podcast kind of event. Um, and Karen, our vocalist, had a broken ankle leg. Oh, right. And her leg was propped up and she was singing belting out this song, I Will Survive. It was really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like king of anything. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm excited about your song. Yeah. Uh, I'm queuing it up as you uh, yeah. talk about this. Um, this song is a cover of little known artist Cher. Oh. Um, you know, real up and comer. Cher who? Just Cher. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Who probably everyone has heard this song. So heard the song, but they might not know the band. Do you want to play it first? And, yeah, we or, can play it. Okay. It's yeah. a fantastic song. It's a great song. Um, so that's Believe covered by Sammy Ray and the Friends. Um, a fantastic band. Yeah. Real cute, fun, happy band. Um, my sister's favorite band, I think. At least a top contender. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you haven't seen them live. No, but I am going to. Good. In October or Good. something like that. That is so. Mom and I mm-hmm. and Anna mm-hmm. and her special friend Sam. Uh, <laughs> we went when they were here, and that and I'm sure you heard about it. Yeah, yeah. That that was one of the best shows of of recent memory for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sammy Ray and the Friends is an outstanding band. Yeah, go check them out. They also have really good originals. Yeah, I've, not to diminish this song, mm-hmm. but I think their originals are even better than this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if you liked that little snippet. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fun to see live. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? It's a, um, good, it's a good anthem, that song. It's a good song. Um, I also listening to that cover, it just makes me think of Anna doing weird dances <laughs> just cause she's just so happy about it. So it's just fun. Um, it makes me smile. Yeah. So it's a good association to have. She always sticks out her tongue. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cause well, she's just happy. That's a, whatever. If she's happy, then we're happy. Yeah. You have a. The next category is uh, just a recent new find. Yep. And uh, you have an interesting pick here. Mm-hmm. I'm queuing it up if you want to uh, yeah. introduce it. So this is <laughs> continuing on a kind of trend of this episode. Um, this is We Didn't Start the Fire, but the oh, sequel. Oh, I know that's... Oh. So it's not quite a cover. Um, it's by fallout boy. Um, so it's, we didn't start the fire originally by Billy Joel, (gasps) which covered, (laughs) um, between like, I don't know, some time to the early eighties. 
um, or mid eighties. And then, so this song, I think we're, uh, uh, this was on the album Stormfront, which was released in 1989, I believe. Okay. Or maybe 1990. Well, so this song, um, <laughs> yeah, is covering items from 1989 to 2023. Ah. So it's, just, it just picks up. It's just continuing it. Okay. I've queued it up. Do you want me to just play from here? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that recently came out. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't like the sound of it as much as I like Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, but then it's stuff that has happened, a lot of it during stuff that I know. So it feels more impactful. Right. Yeah. Like, because I know what, like, <laughs> Sandy Hook. What and, those things are. Well, like, well, I know what the other stuff is in the original, but like, I remember seeing the news and stuff like that about it. Right. Which I guess is what you guys felt in 1989 when the first one came out. I, I guess so. I, although a lot of that had references that I I would have had to have looked up. Like, mm-hmm. there's some reference to payola. I don't know what that is. Are you, right. How, how would you? Like, it was like this how radio stations would get paid off to play certain records mm. and Bay of Pigs invasion, which I I'm oh, kind yeah. of learned about. And uh, anyway, all these different references. Actually, I, I remember looking up some of them and then learning something from that song. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 It's so. I think Billy Joel says it's his least favorite song. Mm, interesting because it's probably one of his more popular songs. Yeah, I think he said or sa- said something that it's not. It's not a great song. Yeah, but it's a cool concept. It's a cool thing. Yeah, and it's like a, the kind of song where I'm like, oh, I don't need to listen to that a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool that it's out there. Yeah, and now that there's that kind of tradition for maybe people to continue. Singing yeah. about how there's still bad stuff going on. Yeah. Someone will have one from 2023 to 2065 or something. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, we can be sad again. Long. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Okay. Current that's a that's a good pick for like a, a like a new find. It seems like it's yeah. It's got a it kind of fits that theme in a particular way. Mm-hmm. But it's reminiscent of the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay, I'm queuing up mine. Um, I think as I'm queuing this up, I will just say, I believe that uh, Jason Isbell is the greatest American songwriter of 
of of now. Mm. Hands down. And his new album, uh, Weather Veins, mm-hmm. has great songwriting. Um, I think I think this is one of his best albums, which is saying something. Like he's had other albums that are super good, and then he's had some outstanding albums, and this is one of the outstanding ones. Better than Billy Joel? He is... I got to be careful about this. <laughs> Like Billy Joel can still be like a, a favorite musician of mine, but I think mm-hmm. as a as a songwriter, Jason Isbell is is practically without compare. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So if you don't know Jason Isbell, you should listen to Jason Isbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a song called "Cast Iron Skillet." Let's see. Good song. Um, yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> And I just queued it up to, I mean, there's just so many great lines. I'll play it and then. He was sweet and soft, shied away from the inside fastballs and died doing life without parole. Don't watch the cast iron skillet. That dog bites my kid out. Don't walk where you can't see your feet. Don't ask questions, just believe it. Yeah, and it goes on. And it's a a song about... Okay, so I I wasn't sure exactly what it was about, and I like started to search the internet. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so that was a a huge mistake. Because people are like, (laughs) oh, this is a song about cast iron skillets and how you shouldn't wash them. Like, you people are idiots that's one line that's one line it's the line he keeps saying but it's and then sometimes Mm -hmm. they say oh it's a song about good old folky wisdom of our of of other people and how you should listen to that's not what the song is about at all that's also not what don't wash your cast iron skillet is right it's just how to take care of your cast iron skillet right and and here's here's a spoiler it's a metaphor Whoa. Yeah. So you don't <laughs> wash the cast iron. You don't like want to wash off stuff mm-hmm. on the cast iron skillet. It will reveal too much. It will expose it to the elements. Yeah. And the song is about all these things where people want to deny what's really happening mm. and all the terrible things that are happening. Um, but it mm. also has all these really poetic images about like that line I played, like it, this guy who shies away from the inside fastball right. as a kid, but then he's like, he ends up like being a murderer when he grows up mm. and he has a life without parole because he stabs some guy. Yeah. We, and, and then there's all these racial things and all these other themes about how yeah um, we cover things up mm-hmm. and, and don't talk about our feelings, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. So that's ironic because that's kind of the theme of this <laughs> podcast, but um that's a that that song when i first heard it it totally floored me i had to keep playing it over and over yeah it's yeah it's the song it's a kind of song you can't really talk through well at least the first time you listen right. to and it if i went to a live he played locally mm-hmm. and i i've seen him before and he's a brilliant um performer yeah i've seen him years ago right yeah we went to that same concert 
Mm-hmm. Um, Together. But I, I swear if someone like were talking through the song, I'd, I'd want to strangle them. Right. And then I'd be life without parole. <laughs> during a Jason Isbell concert. But right. Like that's, you're right. You just you do not talk through these songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when, uh, I think it was the eye or something that Brandy Carlisle mm. was playing mm-hmm. and everyone just got really quiet and just super respectful. Yeah. I'm hoping that comes back. Like post respect. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> like people actually listening to music at concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, there've been a couple I've been to since the pandemic and people have been really great audience mm-hmm. members, but, but they aren't always. Right. So we'll see. What would you say is proper etiquette for concerts? Well, I, I'm a little extreme. Like, I, I would like everyone just to shut up all the time. Like, no singing along? I admit that that immediately kind of gets to me, but I but you should sing along. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And you should go ahead and sway your lighters or your cell phone Lights. I don't love that all the time. Yeah, but fine. if you're into it and you're that's how you're showing it, that's great. But if, if you're just the one person swinging it, though, then please oh, yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. Give it up, buddy. <laughs> you're also not on the beat. It's yeah. just bad. Yeah, you're clapping on the one by three or whatever. <laughs> um, um, but the it's 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 the people who are like it's an outdoor concert typically. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've got like a bottle of wine and they're all chatting with each other on their picnic blanket and oh. they just keep chatting and chatting and chatting through yeah. all of the songs. Like, why, And they're not even facing the right. stage. Why are them. you there? You paid $70 <laughs> or more to mm-hmm. be there to, to drink your bottle of wine. You could have done that in your backyard. Yeah. Or yeah. Like the people up on the hill who didn't pay for the tickets are better concert attendees than the people who are yep. paying to be there. Yep. Yep. But it's, it's gotten better. We saw uh nickel Creek a few weeks ago, maybe last month and the audience mm-hmm. there was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I think people just want to list people who are there who know who nickel Creek is, would just want to listen to them. And I won't even explain who nickel Creek is. Um, and then the year before, we saw Sarah DeRose with a, a lineup of others. And I remember mm-hmm. the moment where she was covering U2's Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Oh. And everyone was just silent. And it was a really magical moment. She's a good artist. She's fantastic. And people actually listened. So it was mm-hmm. just her and her, either her guitar or her, uh, she's got like this oversized mandolin that she'll play sometimes. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah. But it it was it was noteworthy that people actually listened. Mm-hmm. So listen to Jason Isbell, listen to Sarah Jarosz, listen to Nickel Creek and Chris Teeley. Um, yep, yep. That's what I have to say. Grumpy old man moment. <laughs> um, so that's my that's my claim. sit down, shut up, face the concert. Right, just just mm-hmm. be into it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, our last category is uh, just a wild card category. Yeah. Like a song we just wanted to pick because, um, and so it's it's my turn. 
I picked this song just because Steely Dan is one of those bands who I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've listened to, especially on a radio station when I was in college and I didn't really get it like why they would play Sealy Dan or what the big deal was. And just recently I've realized um, kind of how not just brilliant they are, but how technically really, really good they are. And uh, mm-hmm. this song is not like a popular song at all, but it's from their first album. Can't buy a thrill. This is literally as old as I am. It's pretty old. And I just like the song because of, uh, the piano part and the groove. And I was looking this out, trying to research the song. And I remember someone saying on the YouTube comments saying like, yeah, as a kid, I brought this to my piano teacher and said, Hey, <laughs> I want to learn to play this. And, and the, the guy I think said, and my piano teacher looked at me, it looked, looked stricken, <laughs> which I thought was just such a great description. Like, how the hell do I teach you how to play that? Or <laughs> yeah. I couldn't possibly imagine how to play this because it's just such a cool groove. So here's how it goes. Oops, I'm going to unmute it. Mm. Maybe. It's a good song. Yeah. Thanks for your support. Don't you know there's fire in the hole and nothing left? I'd love to run out now. There's no way left to turn. Okay, so here's that piano solo. goes on it's wow. a he's a, a pretty jazzy piano player for someone who's like i don't know in the in the throes of like this uh, i don't know kind of rock revolution of the early 70s or post rock revolution or yeah it's a pretty notable band the other reason th- this has come up is because we were at a record shop mm-hmm. and and we were picking out albums and and there were a few different notable ones and i was there with you when I grabbed this album and thought, Oh, I need to have this on vinyl. Cause that's okay. Cause Steely Van Dan on vinyl is just this most cliche thing for a 50 year old piano player to buy. Well, they didn't intend for it to be on anything else. Cause nothing else existed. Right. That's a really good point. Eight track probably existed. I don't know what that is. Oh, eight tracks are cool what is that so it's like a it's a tape so like a cassette but it's not a cassette it's kind of like it looks like a cartridge yeah it was kind of cool because it had eight tracks on it so four different stereo tracks and so you could switch really quickly from in different parts of the album because like a cassette or a record, you'd have two sides, but this essentially right. had four sides to it. Why? How? I, it just, I'm, I'm like 
the, the, the listener can't see, but I'm like holding up my four fingers and showing like uh-huh. there'd be four things on. Like a comb? Yeah. So a cassette would have two yeah. recordings on it. When you flipped it over, uh-huh. it would play one side of that magnetic tape. Right. And an 8-track has four things on it. So four times two stereo okay. recordings. Right. And so it could go back and forth or shift the recording, the playback head to different parts of that magnetic tape. And like, huh. yeah, it was kind of a mysterious thing. I didn't really know eight tracks other than a few random uh, yeah, associations that I had with people playing eight tracks in their cars. Why aren't they making a comeback? Like, Records. Uh, I think I think they're just kind of impossibly technical to produce. Eight I don't track. Know. Yeah, you're looking up what they look like, right? <laughs> that looks old. <laughs> yeah, that looks old because it is. It's big. Yeah, it's a big cartridge-like thing with a big wide tape, and you can make it go different direction. You would push different buttons to like skip around to different parts of the album. Eight track tapes as low as thirty-five to seventy-five. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I have it on vinyl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fire that's... in the hole by Steely Dan. It's a good song. Um, I, I just that's just my wild card. Yeah. Kind of you re- should play it. I've talked about playing that one. That's uh, that would be fun to cover. Yeah, you should cover it. Steely Dan is really intimidating to cover because they are just so precise and technical about their playing. Mm-hmm. Are they dead now, though? Um, some of them, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they won't hear it. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about them here. I'm just worried about <laughs> oh doing things right. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> fire the whole Steely Dan. That's something I've recently discovered, even though it's really old. Yeah. Um, is Steely Dan, is anyone in the band named Dan? No. So, Donald, Donald Fagan is the guy who was singing and playing the piano there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm really embarrassed. I'm, uh, the other guy, there really is just two main guys. And then they would pull in session musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this legendary story of how they'd made albums, especially the album Asia, AJA, and how they would just bring in all these different people and just have just meticulously keep playing tracks over and over again. And even the session musicians didn't know if oh. their take or which of their takes was going to be on the album. Whoa. Yeah. And I think Donald Fagan was kind of a jerk about it in many ways. <laughs> And the other guy whose name I, I'm totally spacing. Um, he died a few years ago. Donald Fagan is still alive. But really, Steely Dan was just those, mostly just those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, guy who's in the McDonald, who's in the, in the Doobie Brothers, he sang with them for a while, but wasn't. Uh, a staple of the band. Anyway, mm. it's uh, this is bad podcasting <laughs> stuff. You uh, you have a wild card pick, yeah. That I'm queuing up. 
I oh, you queued it up to you say to, just at the, the start, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is San Luis by Gregory Allen Isakoff. That's want me to play it. Go I'm for really it. interested in why you're picking this. this song um so i didn't really know how to fit this song in because it's like a song that i like but i don't know if it would be like a favorite song Uh um so i was like oh random this is a good song um yeah but this song i kind of knew it from being back here because uh we saw gregory allen icecoff in concert Mm-hmm. I think with, was uh, it with Blind Pilot. Was it with Blind? Yeah, it was with someone. He was opening, I think. Maybe. I think now they I did remember. it as like dual headlining. Uh, okay. I think, and I might be misremembering this, but I think it's Gregory Allen Isakoff and Blind Pilot um, together. It, Maybe it was Josh Ritter or someone like that, but I I think it was yeah. But it maybe was, Frank Turner. He was with some weird oh, person. Like, maybe Frank Turner opened or something. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. we saw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was on my radar, and you and Mom play him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew this song, kind of. And then there was one day I was just like, for some reason, it was playing. And it was raining outside of my dorm room. And then I just was like, oh, now I really miss home. And so this is my If I Miss My Family song. Oh, wow. So, and I I don't really know what it's about. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I'm so curious. <laughs> but I think it's really pretty. And um, the line, like just that starting off line of weightlessness, no gravity, because huh. we're somewhere in between. Or something like that. I don't know exactly. Um, But yeah, I just find those kinds of lyrics just really beautiful. Yeah. And there's something about listening to that song when it's kind of just drizzly and dreary. Yeah. It sounds like a... Oregon weather. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like a a dreary weather kind of song. Yeah. It doesn't really work out here as well. But... It's still good. Maybe, yeah. Huh. I didn't know you had that association with this song. It's, you know, I said uh, Jason Isbell is the the greatest, the great songwriter of, of current, but, but Gregory mm-hmm. Allen Isakoff is pretty outstanding. He's good. Hmm. Although I don't really know what it is. It's probably also a metaphor. 
There's a lot of metaphors in there. Probably. I kind of wonder why, like, I, I've recently gotten the impression that songs are written with meaning that you may or may not ever really understand. Yeah. Or, and maybe you have your own meaning associated with it. And like most art. Yeah. That's probably fine. Yeah. So that's a really good and, and really interesting pick. Yeah. I like it. Now we're at the end of our playlist. Yeah. Now what do we talk? About? I don't know. I guess we're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was I realized after I picked that song that I shouldn't talk about feelings. So But you didn't. I didn't. That's why I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Keep it all inside. Don't wash the cast iron skillet. Yep. Yep. Uh uh so uh in other news, you're on your way out um in a couple of days. Yep. Hitting the road and then eventually after a few stops, you'll be back at School. campus yep so our next recording will probably be remote yep unless something happens yeah or we don't record for a really long time <laughs> yeah right uh, either of those things uh-huh but probably mm-hmm. you know i have a pretty good feeling we'll record like a 10 questions episode next maybe yeah those are good yeah come up with that pretty quickly mm-hmm. all right is, I'm glad we could uh, bless the world with our ideas for what music should be. Yeah. And ex- expand all of our listeners. Previously not as good taste. Now yeah. it's better. Or not. Yeah. Or they didn't like any of our music. Yeah. And now that's they, also fine. So now we'll get a 4.7 <laughs> average review <laughs> instead of five. It was good while it lasted. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for putting the playlist together. Put it on the webpage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon Mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Reed. Thanks, Dad. Keep your feelings inside. Thanks. You too. I will.